everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 46, Backpacking the Kalalau Trail. Trust Trail is now sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. That's where we host our podcast. If you're looking to host your own podcast, Blueberry is a great cloud service. Um, and we have a promo code for you. If you're looking to host your own podcast, they will give you one month free of hosting just by typing in Trust the Trail. I don't know how much more you can trust the trail by getting one free month of anything, right? <laughs> so uh, type in Trust the Trail on Blueberry.com and they will give you one free month of hosting. We really appreciate them sponsoring our podcast. Of course, that link will be on our website, thebackpacker.tv, under Trust the Trail Podcasts. On this episode, we share with you one of the most dangerous trails in America. It's the Kalalau Trail, an 11-mile one-way hike that takes you along the rugged Nepali coast on the island of Kauai in Hawaii. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> we actually received quite a bit of interest. Um, you know, it stirred some conversation um, from our previous podcast where we had mentioned it. Um, right. You know, and so we thought we would bring to you a little bit more in-depth detail well, Ariane's on the Kalalau. been itching to do this podcast <laughs> because uh, very proud of her. She did this a, a completely by herself, uh, by uh, alone. She solo hiked the trail, and um, she has quite the adventure to share. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was it kind of fell into my lap of the opportunity. Um, it's not every single day that your work actually sends you to Hawaii. Um, and so I got a free ride out there. All I had to do is, you know, negotiate staying out uh, for about a week and a half longer, which was absolutely no issue whatsoever. They were like, sure, that's fine, no worries. And then it was just a matter of, well, what island do I want to hop to? Because um, I was, you know, working um, and I did not want to experience that island. And so I was like, well, where do I want to hop to and where do I want to go? And very, very quickly, I said, you know what, Kauai seems to be the right fit. Uh, let's do one of the hardest trails in the country to do. <laughs> let's do that one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> it sounded so go appealing. Go big or go home. <laughs> so within, I, I think we only had about two or three weeks to research um, any and all information I needed to know about uh, the Kalalau Trail. And before I knew it, I was flying over there. I had, you know, my bag packed for work attire. And then I had my backpack packed. And lo and behold, I got on the Kalalau. Yeah. And I mean, the extensive research we did was, you know, we always talk about plan and prepare. So we were able to get, we, we were able to uh, research our permits, get the permits, book permits, book um, flight information, um, how long it you know took to get there, where uh, Ariane was gonna stay, how she was gonna shuttle to the trailhead. And we were able to successfully do that um, really in a short period of time. Um, you know, I mean, obviously that's the magical, that's, that's the beauty part of the internet nowadays. <laughs> right, um, right. But when we even actually were able to call, uh, uh, Kauai and the ranger station out there to actually get information 
on you know on, on what what to do and where to go yeah i mean the exception to that rule obviously is that i had chosen to go during um the rainy season i was uh going in late january um and so there was always this question as to if i was going to get to hike it due to weather conditions um but i was hellbent determined to do it and you know we were able to get permits because of the question questionable timing, pa- timing the timing going, yeah. and um you know the rainy season definitely lends to the, the trails becoming very impassable both due to the extreme amount of water on the trail which is pretty much all mud and um the fact that it's you know on the cliff's edge um but you know also and not to mention flash flooding the flash huge flood. huge yeah um you issue pa- in, on that island yeah you pass over multiple uh creeks uh and those creeks can become you know kind of a raging force um in winter so all of those were easy to get permits for and one, one <laughs> all of, the things, of those factors one of the things about the napai coast too is if you've ever seen the movie jurassic park that's where they filmed it so that whole a lot of that island is a is a national forest I mean, it's a protected it's absolutely rainforest, yeah. and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think there's two things um, to note here. Um, you know, before you go any further, I mean, first of all, the trail is not as dangerous as everybody makes it out to be. There yeah. are dangers involved, but the trail itself is not as dangerous as you know everybody hypes it up to be as long as weather conditions are in your favor right so you know just it's throw not that it's out like there. every other it's like every other trail <laughs> every, you know i mean it, you know it you just have to you have to plan and prepare and use common sense yeah i mean secondly you just really have to respect what mother nature throws at you and um you know every single local will tell you exactly that you know, just respect Mother Nature, and you're you're gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, so let's share a little bit about um, the trail's highlights, um, the people uh, that make the trail what it is, um, because this is one of those famous trails that everybody wants to know about. It's a bucket list trail for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 beautiful, man. Yeah. So um, the trail itself. Um, is only 11 miles and most people uh, try to break it up within two days hike um, because it is rugged Um, you do have to go slow in many parts of it Um, you're passing through five valleys multiple streams and you pretty much your trail is is either hugging the coastline over you know sheer cliffside edges or you're going deep within these valleys and kind of going um, in and out of them and that's your entire trail um, for the most part there's not much elevation gain outside of um, you know falling into the two main beaches um, you know one is a, a day a notorious day hike 
uh, you you drop significant elevation, um, and by significant we're talking Hawaii, so nothing insane. Um, and then again, it's pretty level up until you drop down into Kalalau Beach, which is the very end of the trail system. Um, but the trail is it, it, it's it's constantly changing on you, and it's absolutely. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, you're going through these thick brushes, you know, this thick, like, forest, like, you know, it almost feels like a rainforest at times, even though, it's, you know, technically it's not. Um, and you're going through these groves of wild fruit, you know, uh, guava, and you have passion fruits. And, I mean, you can literally just pick it and eat it along the trail. You really don't have to take too much food. <laughs> Um, but then you also have, you're crossing over these absolutely stunning beaches and, and some are, and they're coming from waterfalls um, and then they're just rushing directly onto the beach. And in some cases, you're a little bit more upstream from the beach area. In other cases, you're passing right along the beach's edge. And um, the water is so fresh and so clear and it's, it's absolutely beautiful and then you have these beaches that are sprinkled with um, you know the first beach that you come across it has just like the most amazing rock formations and um, it's it's absolutely beautiful and um, so yeah. what so in a couple of those places that I think where people get freaked out the most when they do research on it it really they really do emphasize the flash flood uh, situation yeah because a couple of these um, a couple of these crossings these water crossings you have um, are typically um, benign well, regularly but when there's a and and again it does rain a lot and so these flash floods to the point where um, you may not be getting back across I mean that's how swollen these exactly. waterways can get very very fast very rapidly so you know when you do your research on uh, the trail, it, it's like people talk about you know you know this, these these water crossings and how you know they've got they got stuck and it's flash flood. Yeah, it's that's being weather aware and you know planning and preparing your hike and and having that backup plan, saying okay, well let's look at this water crossing. Is it is it um, too bad to cross? What what's my situation? And having that plan okay well what if i can't get across the next day do i should i bring an extra day of food things like that and it's all common sense stuff when you do this planning and preparing for for this particular trail yeah absolutely and i think what makes um you know the water crossings uh you know, the water crossings there um so challenging when you do have an extreme amount of rainfall is um you have water you know coming from all sides of you if you think about it you have it coming from the waterfall you have it coming from um mother nature right <laughs> and it's all rushing very 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 quickly and they're very wide streams in most cases um it, it's washing directly into um the, it's coming from the, higher elevation too so it's like gaining a lot of steam a lot of power and you know, in some cases, it falls and drops pretty significantly um, into the water, um, and it's a very rugged coast. Now, Nepali coast is extremely rugged. Um, you know, the, the what makes this trail so inviting, besides its breathtaking beauty, 
is that it's only accessible by foot and in some cases you can get to it by boat on the I would say um, the Kalalau Beach but this trail is it, it you know it's 11 miles of this like very rugged terrain that you can't access except for by foot yeah. and so it makes it very appealing and erosion is an issue erosion is a major issue in of itself and yeah. so I would imagine at some point in time the, the, the trail will probably be non-existent you know I mean there's just nowhere for this trail to go after <laughs> and after it washes away at some point yeah, it will wash away at some point it will and there you know there are points along the trail that you do question um you know how long is this trail going to be able to hold right. up because the trail is cut out through cliffs you know when you are exposed on the cliff's edge uh the trail is cut out into these extremely narrow um you know pass which i mean yeah you've got your two feet and your hiking poles are going to fit but in some cases the trail is eroding so badly that you're not flat-footed your your ankles are churning into the cliff's edge <laughs> and it, you know that's why these people make you know seem deem it to be so um dangerous because you know your your footing um is is so imperative to be cautious along your your route um so and it's, and, and it's perspective too so it's so so anybody the, with um so the people that are writing about this tra- the people that are right. writing about these trails they could have like have vertigo really bad yeah and so they're going to tell you it's the most dangerous trail in the world exactly whereas you know i got the impression from you when you did it you were like it was scary in some spots, but <laughs> in some you spots, know, for the most part, you know, it's okay. I've actually never been somebody who's been fearful of heights. Um, I will say that I would probably be terrified. <laughs> you probably I know, I would. Be a heights. Um, you know, it's I, there was only one section where I actually got vertigo, and I don't think I've ever experienced vertigo. So I'm solo backpacking this trail. <laughs> And I'm doing this all by myself, and I'm like, okay, just don't slip. Just don't, don't slip. Don't be a klutz. Don't be your natural self. Whatever you do, if you go down, no one's going to know because your backpack's with you and you're gone. Well, and when you but say nobody's going to know, I mean, there, nobody would know. Well, it's actually. I mean, would they even see note, your dead body down in the. Well, let's not scare our listeners. No, I but, know, but I mean, <laughs> like, it's. You know, that's like, the thing is that there there is there there would be no indicator that I were have gone missing unless I didn't fall all the way down right. the cliff's edge. Um you know it's a pretty steep grade and in some cases it goes anywhere from 200 to maybe 400 feet down into the waters and then of course you're slamming up against, you know, the, the, the rugged coast, which is why people cannot um, survive falls. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that people are falling because right. most people on this trail are taking with extreme cautiousness. I think it's really on this trail from when we did research, it was the flash floods that really kind of did people 
that's where people freaked out about the trail. I I got the impression doing the research there's, was there's, more about I crossed the river and then I couldn't get back because it flooded. Right. So there's stuck on the other side for a few days. Right. So that is true. Notoriously speaking, uh, there are two things that are most feared on the Kalalau Trail. Flash floods is one of them. Um, but Crawler's Ledge is the probably the first um, or second. That doesn't even sound good. Crawler's it was like the time you took me caving and I had to crawl through the birth canal. I mean, people who name these things, you know, could we just kind of make it a little nicer? As in, don't don't yeah. fear you might fall on yeah. this ledge. Yeah, something don't worry. better than Crawler's Ledge. That doesn't even sound good. So... Um, you don't have to crawl on the ledge. Let's just okay. let's just throw Good that out. <laughs> so, crawlers. Let's just talk about crawlers ledge because anybody who has ever done research on the Kalalau knows about crawlers ledge. It is probably the most famous photo opportunity um, on, you know, on the trail itself. Um, but shockingly, Crawler's Ledge is probably the sturdiest part of the trail. It's actually probably the most stable terrain that you actually cross. Um, and it's made of rock. Um, Crawler's Ledge is one of the very few areas that is made solely of rock, no dirt or mud. And it's the safest part of the trail. <laughs> along the coast, along the coast's edge. Um, the reason it's so famous is because the way it jets out, it makes for a very perfect photo opportunity um, to where it looks like you are walking into oblivion and there's nowhere to go on the other side because it, it jets out into the open, but you can't see the, the, the safe turn in the photos. It's like climbing up a mountain and you think you're at the top of the but ridge. And then you have to it's like, like you have your, your false white, summit. Yeah, your, your false summit. And so this is why it's so notoriously scary. Um, and it's probably the steepest uh, look down. So if you're on the actual crawler's ledge and you're looking down, it's probably the most direct um fall like you don't it doesn't gradually go into the water it more just like steep edge but i actually feared it in all of my research and i because of the hype is because the hype is real yeah. out there and and you're not there to see it for yourself and it's until you right. get out there yourself right you and know. so it's really interesting because i feared crawler's lodge and i knew and again I'm, I'm backpacking by myself right and so i am kind of really getting nervous as i'm getting closer and closer and closer and i see it in the distance and i'm just like Okay, now I really wish that I had somebody with me <laughs> because it is extremely intimidating approaching it. Um, you know, especially the way you approach it, you, you kind of fall down and see this crazy perspective and you just see the trail cut out of the wall. And I'm fearing it and I'm fearing it and everything in my head is, is it's kind of like going through all the computer screens that I've seen and everyone everybody has read you know and written about it and it's like 
hug the wall, hug the wall, don't look down. You know, like, this is the scariest part. This is the most feared again. That's part. all in perspective. You exactly, know, it's all in a person's perspective on how they saw it. And so I'm, 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 I'm walking up to it. I'm building my confidence as I go, and I'm like, okay, just breathe. Don't forget to breathe, Ariane. Just breathe as you're walking past it. Again, I'm not scared of heights, so I was more in my head psyching myself out for this to be the most challenging part of the trail well guess what it was a breeze it was it was nothing to it and I actually found myself standing there and peering over the edge and being like well this is really See, cool shouldn't there be like there should be like there should be <laughs> I'm a, digging this there should be a footnote to every single <laughs> trail rider that rides blogs on trail reports saying you know this trail was brought to you by me by the way, I'm afraid of heights and spiders. <laughs> yeah, I've never gone backpacking before in my life. I mean, there you know, so you be. know that everything. It's a, a bio, a background it's a bio. bio. And you're like, okay, somebody. this person, this can't be as <laughs> bad as this person is saying. And so, or, or I've been backpacking for 20 years. I've done Mount Everest. Right. And this is really scary, bad yeah. stuff. Okay, so th- I would have that taken would take that, that seriously. <laughs> but. But I found myself wanting to sit down on the trail and just experience it and being like, what's the big hype? But here's, here's the thing. About 200 yards past Crawler's Ledge, I actually feared for my life. <laughs> it wasn't Crawler's Ledge. Nobody, not in one single blog post, not in one single comment, nowhere in any communication via the, the big worldwide web, has anybody ever said, 200 feet past Crawler's Ledge, you will be scared. Yeah. But I was terrified, yeah. absolutely terrified. Because, and that was when I got my vertigo and I've never experienced that before. So I, 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 I kind of dropped to my knees because I was so fearful. And I'm, that's where I'm thinking, I'm going down. No one's going to know I'm gone. And it was simply because it was all mud. And the erosion in that section was so steep that I felt myself tilting off the trail into the water. And you just hear the waves. How high, how high were you? Um, I think at that point, it's probably a significant 300-foot drop. But you still... The difference at so that it's gonna section... Some, it's going to do some damage oh, it's gonna, if you fall. It's going to do some damage. And, and, I'm, and I'm walking past this section, right? And I'm thinking to myself, what can I grab a hold of? What, where do I need to angle my body if I do fall off this thing? Because there's a few like brushes and roots that I was like, well, maybe I can hit that. And I'm like envisioning where I'm going to fall because I see myself falling. But it was fine. I breathed. I got past it. And I remember I've never walked so fast over that section. Did they name that section? No, I don't think it's named. I think it's like, yeah, you know, if you get past Crawler's Ledge, you're fine. Well, no, right. <laughs> it's and actually, for me, that right. was the most, I don't think I've heard anybody else say that about the trail. Right, right, right. It's so circumstantial. It does seem to be that kind of in common when someone names something, it's never really that bad, you know? Yeah. It, it it doesn't ever seem like Blood Mountain on the Appalachian. It's Blood Mountain. It's, oh, that's eh, true. Not bad. I hadn't thought about it. It's yeah. these 
they get these notorious names, names. and then all this the hype unnamed stuff that, that you, you have to, to care about <laughs> you have to worry about <laughs> Mm. Oh my god. Part of the trail is not named. <laughs> Mental note. 200 yards away from Crawler's Ledge. <laughs> you will experience fear for the first time. So how does the <coughs> excuse me, how does the the permit stuff work with camping? Do they have designated areas that you have to camp in? Yeah, so um camping is allowed um there's there's actually three places all along the trail that camping is allowed. One of them, um, you can actually, you can camp in a designated area and you don't need permits necessarily mm-hmm. to camp there. Past that point, you need permits to not only camp, but to hike the trail And I itself. think that's like six miles. Is that no, three-mile like marker? No, it's like that two, three mile two or marker. three miles. Yeah. I knew there was a, a and certain... it's a beach. Okay, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, is that now? Is that coming the other way, or is that going that's, towards the beach? That's headed in. So and I it's think a, it's like three. It's miles a very typical like okay. day hike. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it if I even attempt to 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 to, to name it. But um, but there's a um from there that's where all your day hikers turn around and, and there's a sign that it's like a permit use only yes right. yes yes yeah um but there is camping um further past like i said earlier most people look at breaking up their this 11 mile you know trek into two days um and i'm i'm gonna tell you experienced hiker or not experienced hiker i should say backpacker um you can do this trail all in one day. Um, the 11 miles is, it's not a hard trail. It's just a slow moving trail. Yeah. Um, just because of the terrain you're facing. So you're not averaging three miles per hour, for sure. Um, no, no. I, I mean, not unless you have a death wish. Right. <laughs> but, but um, so it's very doable. And um, circumstances, I had actually planned and had permits to camp, um, you know, a long way at the halfway point. And due to circumstance, I chose to go all the way in. Um, this is kind of what led to this whole podcast, you know, coming you know, into um, fruition, but we had exposed that Mother Nature had different plans for me when I went. Um, she didn't care about your trip to Kauai. She, she could care less. <laughs> what, you're on vacation? I, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I had to face the acceptance that Mother Nature's boundaries were a little bit too big of a game for for my play (laughs) and i and i had to wait to get on the trail for two full days again i went in january and so i went during the the wet season um and so i was faced with flash floods i was faced with extreme amount of rain hitting the coast and high winds and insanely high winds. what is it with you with high winds i don't know that's the second time you've gone through and you've got like 70 mile per hour winds. i think think she's trying to test me somehow but in in your case um i remember when you called you're like i I was devastated yeah but the funny thing is that you're like (laughs) i don't think I should do the trail and I go why I go she goes 
it's well it's like 70 mile per hour winds i'm like yeah i would think if you're on a coast being completely exposed on, <laughs> yeah, the on edge, a muddy trail on it's, a all, muddy it's all it's all it's all dirt with mud. a backpack on <laughs> probably not a good time to go backpacking as you'd be blown <laughs> off the trail oh i there woman hiker blown off the of Colorado trail doesn't sound like and so I was checking the it weather. It sounds like headlines home. to me. You know, me. I, I was at home checking the weather. I'm like, yeah, I don't think <laughs> you should be. It's a bad move. I think it's a bad move. Um, so you got to wait two days. I did. I waited it out two days. And um, I I almost I almost went for it. Right. Twice. Yeah. I almost went for it. I was ready to go that morning. I was like, I am not letting Mother Nature tell me no. But you know what? That's the point that we always make in our podcast is that you know, planning, preparing, making good decisions that um, they're, they are overall good conditions for safety. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could assure you that that one section where I was sketched out on, I mean, the trail was still, you know, damp yeah, for sure, sure when I was, when I, when I went. And I can assure you, I don't think I would be alive today to tell about it had I gone in those conditions. Even the locals confirmed my choice. Yeah. And, and when the locals tell you not to the go. The locals were like, like <laughs> you made the right decision yeah. by not going. Yeah. I was in I was in it'd be, it'd be one an thing, outfitter. It'd be one thing if a guy, you know, with a camera around his neck wearing a Hawaiian <laughs> Hawaiian t shirt with puka beads around his neck saying, I don't know, maybe you could go. But when the locals say, Yeah, no, I no. wouldn't go. You know, it's you really probably shouldn't go. Yeah, I mean, I was in an outfitter, like, you know, getting some extra fuel. Um, and because, you know, I was there for a lot longer than I thought. I was like, okay, well, let's just get some stuff. And they were like, you were going to go today? And I go, well, I didn't. I mean, I was like, did I make the right decision? And they're that- like, uh, yeah, yeah, you should not be on the trail <laughs> in those conditions. So, I mean, it, it, it worked itself out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely had to to face some fears. So know. the cool thing is, so once you once you got on the trail and you went, for we it, haven't even talked about the beautiful terrain. This is insane. You went for it. You're yeah. hiking the trail, and so I go straight there. You're 11 picking miles passion in. fruit. You know, I, am, is, I am. I mean, for gorging, crap, gorging. For crap's sake, how beautiful <laughs> is that, right? So you're picking passion fruit. You're yeah. in Kauai. You know, you're hiking. You get to the end of the trail early, and you meet a community. I do. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are several other hikers Lo and behold. There. Lo and behold. Who knew? <laughs> there are people living on, on the island. Yeah. Your permits are only good for so long, uh, so they tell you. Um, so they tell there, you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of rules broken in Hawaii in general. Hawaii has um, one of the largest... Um, transient populations um, if, for good cause. I mean, year-round, perfect weather. And apparently, <laughs> some of them are living at the end of the Kalalau Trail. So, there is... There, it is not a secret. There is a huge community of um, j- just people. people who choose to live there, want to live there, want to buck the system, um, and they pretty much keep to themselves unless you have something to trade with them that they need. Right, <laughs> it's not easy to get in and out of, you know, um, the, the beach, the Kauai. So I, I'm sorry, Kalalau Beach. My apologies. 
you know, you, you definitely have a hike back and forth to go to the grocery store. Yeah, right. right. So, you know, there are a couple times a year that um, Through Crawler's boats, Lunch, too, by the way. <laughs> that boats do drop off. Um, but this community, it's ever-changing, but it's hard to get into the community. Once you get into the community, um, they are very protective of themselves. And in some cases, they open up an entire world of secret trails and um, unique waterfalls that are unknown to the outsider and beautiful, beautiful land that they claim their own. Um, this community is very tight-knit, um, uh, but, they, but they do need supplies, aka coffee, among and you traded one them. thing. And, and, you <laughs> and I did. Them. I traded their time and their stories for some coffee. <laughs> Which, you know, to me, that is a such a good trade. It was. And I mean, it I was. Mean, you know, you want a cup of coffee. I, I mean, I, I would tell I would tell you a great story if I needed a <laughs> cup of coffee. That's a great trade. Um, It's absolutely beautiful um, part of the trail. It is the trail. It is. It is the island of Kauai. Uh, you know, you know, getting getting to interact with the locals are it, it's a very special gift um and it's 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 unique i mean they have made a life for themselves maybe one day we'll oh just, absolutely we'll just we'll join them yeah absolutely. maybe <laughs> maybe i know they have coffee now <laughs> i'm sure that's long gone <laughs> um but so you yeah. meet the community, you trade coffee with them, right? Right. Right. And then you met. You also kind of camped with two girls that you still talk to today that you've met. Yeah, I do. So it was funny because um, I met them when I had gotten to. We had I passed them along the trip, and they were kind of surprised I was going at it solo, um, and they were inspired by that. So we met each other on the beach. We camped near each other. We didn't really talk much. Um, but then it was until the, the, the way back and we were hiking back to our cars and we ended up hooking up the very last night and cutting, cutting the trail short, um, camping on the beach at the, near the very end of the trail, which led to quite an unbelievable experience the next morning. Um, I had tried to get them to go. There's a waterfall that is kind of tucked back in there, and it's this insanely gorgeous, famous waterfall. And I got up really early in the morning because not only did I have a flight out the next day that I had to get to, but I also wanted to go swim in the pool of that waterfall. And I was amazed to see that I had it all to myself. The girls just were late sleepers. They didn't want to go. Um, you thought you had it all to yourself. I thought I had it all to myself. Um, so I did what you do when you're in Hawaii, you know? You strip down, butt naked, well, you, swim in think, the waterfall. I think it's mandatory for a waterfall, any waterfall. You don't have to be it in was Hawaii. It was absolutely but, gorgeous. I had yeah. this place all to myself, and I you swam. It was freezing. you had it to yourself. I did. I did until I'm exiting. <laughs> I had the water to protect me for a very long time. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, I'm getting out and I'm about to like 
put my clothes back on and this married couple just like all of a sudden is like oh hey and I'm like oh hi <laughs> how are you <laughs> at least it was a couple <laughs> well at least you know you had a couple when I did it in the Grand Canyon I had a senior citizen rafting tour <laughs> you did come over oh my the God. banks you did if I had been a second slower a second slower grandma would have seen now seen that's the story yeah. <laughs> all together but anyway um so um if someone's planning on hiking the Kalalau trail so you um you fly you flew out there from uh, hawaii correct or honolulu i went from honolulu i flew over i mean there are and there's daily flights there right endless daily flights right back um, and forth you know if if you go when it's dark uh, there are, you know, significantly cheaper flights available to you because, of course, part of flying in Hawaii is being able to see the, the mm -hmm. beauty of what's yep. around you. Um, so I got an extremely inexpensive flight um, onto Kauai. Um, I did rent a car. Um, it's not necessary to rent a car, but I also wanted the security. And it helped you because you were kind of stuck for two days waiting to hike the It did, and so I was able to see, but there is bus access. Right. There are, you know, taxis. There are, you can pretty much just... And there like, are a lot of hostels. An enormous amount of hostels. So, you know, um, you know when you plan your trip, um, there, there, is, there's not there is traditional lodging there. There are hotels, but a lot of them are like, you know, like it's a very hostel-friendly... Well, hostel friendly. It's a hostel type lodging environment, yeah. um, and so the one that you stayed was an all women's hostel, correct? Kind of. You, they no, had women, no, no, they had no, a women's no. section, right? All women's section. Well, they separated it. They separated it. It was open air hostel. Open air um, hostel. And so they did separate it: girls only dorm and boys right. only gotcha. dorm. Um, so the trip is very doable. Directly um, on going the beach. And, yeah. and going by yourself. Um, permits, they give you a they give you a bug net to sleep in. They're like, here you go. Yeah, this is what you're sleeping in. <laughs> um, they're pretty strict on permits. Um, so, and the there is somebody checking them when I was there. As yeah, well. they're pretty strict on permits. So you got to have permits to go. You can day hike the Kalalau Trail, but you can only day hike it three miles. That's as far as you can go without a permit. Um, there's no parking kind of by the trailhead. You no, there, park. there is parking available. So it is within a state park, actually. The Colorado Trail starts at a beach and ends at a beach. Um, you are in a state park, but um, it, it is kind of the end of the road. Um, oh, you parked at the YMCA because of yeah, so, security, right? For the right. Car? Okay. So um, parking there, it's kind of, like I said, you know, there's a huge part, like the, the north, um, western part of the island is completely inaccessible by car and vehicles so you're you know it's a very small island in comparison to where you can drive and so that is the end of the road for any cars to be able to pass through um, it's a very popular area um, it the parking fills up fast and and it is very insecure parking and so when I had done initial research one of the things were Especially if you have a rent-a-car, do not leave your car parked overnight to do the trail because there are break-ins, uh, right. siphoning of gas lines, um, all sorts of things. So, like, like just you know, just much like a trailhead or I mean, and parking here in yeah, Atlanta, you know, yeah, just but, be careful. but you parked but, at the YMCA and then hiked it a couple of miles. So right? I found um, um, a guy that had suggested a deep, deep within this thread 
park at the YMCA um, and you know walk or shuttle uh, shuttle services are going all the time early morning hours even to um, the entrance of um, the trail the Colorado Trail so I parked at the YMCA paid my dues um, my car was completely secure uh, well taken care of while I was gone I'm sure driven around the island <laughs> but, no it was um, it was good and I didn't have to worry the main reason I had done that is that I was fearful of not being able to get to my flight on the return because right. I was cutting it so close. Right, uh, the right. YMCA is a great option. It's just down the road. You probably have to walk about a mile and a half extra. Um, but shuttles were passing me left and right and offering me rides in, which I did accept the second one. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but it's a very doable uh, trip to make once you once you kind of plan a little bit. But on your two days that you couldn't do the trail, I mean, you saw some amazing and beautiful things. I pretty much you got to explore the rest of the island. Um, you Which know, we totally, re I mean, you totally recommend that. I would actually recommend that. I mean, I didn't think I had time to do it, so it wasn't in the initial plan. Um, but seeing as though I was. <laughs> was forced out of hiking the trail. It was really amazing because, you know, the, the, the Nepali coast is being plummeted with wind and rain and it's just so wet over there. And yet I had beautiful sunny days on the beaches on the south side. It was, awesome. it was pretty crazy to think. Um, but a really good resource is the com website. It is pretty much primarily designed to provide just general information and the surrounding areas, both weather. Um, it's pretty interactive in terms of like the here and the now, so you can plan accordingly a few days in even before your trip. That's a really good resource. Um, I found personally blog posts and forums to be probably the most um, informative in terms of safety that I needed to become aware of but be cautious out there you guys and this is just a word not about the Kalalau Trail but in general don't let somebody else's take on their adventure don't let their adventure be your adventure that's that's awesome we, that's great advice I cannot tell you how different the trail was for me and it was nothing it was nothing what I read about. I, I should say nothing, but it was so different. My experience backpacking solo on the trail was nothing, nothing like everybody else's journey. You know, I didn't have somebody to take photographs and to have perspective. I just hiked the trail for me, you know, completely immersed myself in the grandeur of like, the insane beautiful closer you get to the end of the trail you just have these spiraling cathedral you, these towering things and 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 you have billy goats literally in front of you crawling up the ledge from the cliff and you know on your trail and you're fighting with a billy goat and not everybody gets to experience that so don't let somebody else's adventure define your own that's best piece of advice I can give you absolutely. on any Always. trail you embark on. You be upon. your own adventure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for sharing your Kalal Trail story. That's I awesome. could go forever. I know you could. <laughs> I know you could. Thank you. I really had fun listening to it. Um, we are putting new events on our uh, website all the time at 
www.thebackpacker.tv where we have our Okefenokee trip that is coming up at the end of March. So we'd really love you guys to go. We just put up our, we're starting to put uh, events up for May. So please go and check out our events all the time on our website. Um, they're also, they also can be found on our Facebook page, the Backpacker TV Facebook page. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes. It really helps spread the word and gets, uh, and, you know, just spread the word. We really appreciate that. Speaking of reviews, we really appreciate Marvin, who gave us a great review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Marvin, for doing that. Um, we also have some mentions. We want to mention Joseph. I, I think it's like Cripe? Cripe? C-R-I-P-E. I'm going to go with Cripe. Right. Thank you, Joseph, so much. And Tim Pfeiffer, thank you so much for the emails. We really, really super appreciate that. We're glad that you guys are listening. Also, Tyler, who will be going on our kayak trip to the Okefenokee. He's a podcast listener. So when we say we are inviting you guys to come, we are inviting, We're you, inviting guys you guys to come. come. So he's going on <laughs> no our kayak trip. No matter where you're at. And we want to give special thanks to uh, Jerry uh, Burleston, too, for being a Patreon. Uh, for us and we you can find our patreon page on patreon.com slash the backpacker tv so thank you so much uh jerry for being a patron um our podcast is available on itunes stitcher and if you're a droid user you can download it on podbean so thank you guys so much for listening really appreciate it yeah i could go forever on this topic i know oh and by the way we'll be posting some Colorado trail pictures oh boy <laughs> on our podcast page on this episode's podcast page so check them out we'll, we'll, we'll shoot you some pictures alright in the meantime get out there on the trail we hope to see you out there yeah, absolutely see you guys bye